There we go. <laughs> oh, here we are, man. It's a Friday. I'm going to start calling Barrett Brooks, Nancy Leo here, here on the middle. He's the fire extinguisher, and I think I'm the lighter. Carter. Yeah, yes, you are. The fire I think starter. that's the fire extinguisher and the and the and, and the lighter. <laughs> I think that's what we have. Hey, I've I am going to throw something at you here in a second, but first, come on, man. Did you check out Tiger at all in any way? I did, man. I did. I did. I checked him out a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, man. Not enough to know what the hell was going on, but just a little bit. I I, I turned it on. It's See, like, Barrett, I, you don't have to be a golf fan. You could be a sports fan because it's really about the story. This guy was almost killed and almost lost his leg. Yeah, I'm talking a about, year ago. No, not even a year ago. I think it was like nine months ago. And he he flips his rolls his car. The doctors say they may have to amputate his leg. And here he is. He shoots a one under par in the opening round of the Masters. He puts himself in contention. And you know this, Barrett. When you're when you're injured or you haven't done something in a while, dude. That next day, oh. man, that thing's on your back like a freezer. Man, the ankles oh. hurt, the neck hurts, your yes, hands exactly. hurt, your wrist exactly. hurts. You know. So he's gonna feel it today. If he shoots an even par round today. Tiger Woods is going to be on the leaderboard. I don't know if he wins this thing, but he'll put himself in contention. And the ratings for this event on Sunday will be the highest rated event outside of the Super Bowl. Right. He, he <laughs> is a Super Bowl himself. He Tiger's Tiger doesn't Man. move the needle. Okay. Tiger, oh, you have one of them too. So do I. Look at this, man. Yeah, Me and to. you, man. We got the same thing here. Masters. Oh, my God. Watch this. Golf Channel. Do Golf Channel. Golf Channel. There you go. This is the best thing that's ever been created. Watch <laughs> this. Bring my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow that doesn't work. Right, 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 right. Because <laughs> usually I, I get this coming back to me. Kiss my ass. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know what spoke to me like that. Oh, lady. Hey, this is how my wife does dinner, Barrett. Hey, what are we having for dinner? Whatever I'm making. Oh, okay, that's you right. know. <laughs> well, at least at least you'll get it made. Yeah. Hey. Well, not every night. You see, when my kids in college, my wife will go like this. I don't feel like cooking. I go. So I'm on my own tonight. She's like, Oh my god, you have two hands and feet. You can move it. And I'm like, Shit, it's ramen noodles or sandwiches. <laughs> Good old DoorDash. Is oh, see, but he, Barrett, you probably you probably like it. You go in the kitchen, man. Shit, you're. That's what Fender. I do. I, for the most part, that's what I do. I go in and cook myself. I, I don't like – I really don't like to go out and, and, and eat a lot because, I mean, it just costs too damn much these days. But tonight, you know, I, I woke up this morning, and first thing she said, well, I'm not cooking today. Uh, maybe we can go to Redstone. <laughs> <laughs> off the top. Off the top. Hey, hey look, look. Razor's going like this. Shit, man. Dude, Philly golf. <laughs> don't work. <laughs> Dude, Philly golf. How many golf courses do you think are in South Philly, Sills? Not many. Right. Okay. Come on, man. Where are we going here? All right. Well, see, I, I'm, I'm tied in, man. Jaws, man. I, I go play on Jaws' courses all the time. Running, deer, all those all those uh, golf courses. So, man, I don't worry about golf. I can go play whenever I want to. 
however many rounds I want to. I got a little card. It's almost like a gold card um, that he gives, you know, guys that, you know, he he likes. And um, I just use this little card. Where's oh, it at? Oh, dope. Yeah, man. Just use the card and go up on a – go play golf, man. So, you, hey, so I take my, my wife to go play golf, and I could push it out there a little bit, right? So she picks her ball up, drops it. She eats sandwiches. We have a couple Coronas out there. We'll play nine or whatever. And we used to do that all the time, especially when we were down in Florida, man. We had such a good time doing that. She let you know, and, and again, she's not a – plus, she likes putting the outfits on. Okay, enough with that. Right, right, right. right. Easy, <laughs> easy. Everybody's like, come on, man. What the hell's going on here? That's a white boy sport, Sills. What are we doing? You know that. You know better than that. All right, man. I got you. Well, man, golf, man, you know – it's, it's it's all right, man. You know, I enjoy it when I'm out there, but it's hard getting me out there. You know what I'm saying? See, here you go. Look, here it is. This this it's the the platinum, it's the platinum. Oh man, so look at that, man. So Josh hooked you up, man. Yeah, he, he sent it to me, man. He sends me one every year, bro. So oh wait, now wait a minute, man. So platinum wait, card. Josh hooked you up, and you won't open that Rolodex up of yours. Bro, I never do. I, I, you know what, man? It's it's crazy, man. Crazy. But yet, but yet everybody like like Willie Cologne, my boy Willie Cologne. You know, bro, like, you're a star now. You know what that <laughs> would do? To, listen, you know what that would do for you, man. I, if I don't. you added those Christmas balls to your tree, because you're the tree. Hey, man. Hey, we had Bruce Arians on. I love Bruce, but it's big sales, dude. For the- <laughs> <laughs> it's Barrett Brooks. Hey, man. I mean, you get, dude, I got Bill Cowher's number. Bill, you know how many times Bill's texted me back? Four. I mean. <laughs> you see, I'm going to go, hey, Barrett Brooks said hi. I'm going to say that to him. And well, I'm going to you know how I'm going to get in now? Oh, wait. Oh, I got the idea, guys. Mrs. Brooks. I'm going to start using Barrett's name. I'm going to go to Bill Cowher. Hey, Bill, Barrett Brooks says you're a good dude, man. Can you come on my show tomorrow? <laughs> right. There you go. Perched. Important, bro. You, you, man, one time um, we were playing the year we won the Super Bowl. I, um, we were playing. We played uh, New England that year, and we beat the tar out of them, man. I mean, we killed them. It was first. It was like their first loss, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it was like they were like on a 22 game win streak from That's the crazy. previous year. 22 game win streak, and we beat the tar out of them. Well, going into halftime, we go out to kick a field goal, and we go to kick the field goal. I promise you, man. All and we watched the film. All my arm did was like this. I just did this right here, and they called a flag through the flag, all sides, kicked the field goal, and it goes through. And I'm like, oh. So I'm looking on the sideline. I see, I see Coward. He's he, he's steaming. We go back five yards. He kicks the field goal. He makes the field goal. But I know I'm gonna hear it, man. So you know, I take a beeline straight up the stairs, pew, down the stairs. Up the stairs into the locker room. And as I'm going down the stairs, I turn around and look. And I see him and I make eye contact with him. And he starts chasing me. <laughs> he's, running, he's running behind me. So, boom, he pushes Heinz Ward off the way. Boom. Uh, Casey Hathaway. Boom. Just gets me. As soon as they start running after him, too, he get in the locker room. He goes, that's BS, poor chop. That's BS. I expect more from you. That's I me. Mean, he is cussing me out, bro. And them, them clowns are behind me, man. They just cracking up, dog. They just thought it was the coolest thing ever, man. So every time I see them now, I see like Ham Casey kids like this. Hey, man, he came by, boom, push Peasy out the way, boom, Ben Roth with all that. Hey, that's B. 
pissed. <laughs> I don't matter where we are. It doesn't matter where we are. They tell that same story every time I see him, bro. Hey, man, that means he really liked you. And that means he really respected you because if you're in his radar like that, bro, that but means he took you were off one of his boys. Right. He took no, off seriously, after I, you, bro. I told your boy Bruce Arians that. I said, my coach coached me like that, man. He was always in my ass. And I told you the story that, man, he just – when he goes, you worry when I ain't on your ass. And, and Bruce Arians goes, that's how I coach. By the way, he, I, I'm going to ask you some questions on what he said, too, because on the Rooney rule, he, we, we hit on the Rooney rule. He totally said the Rich Ornberger story was bullshit. Um, there was nothing to it. Yeah, he called, basically called Rich Ornberger a liar, said his relationship wow. with Brady was great. By the way, he also said this, that if Tom Brady had stayed retired, okay, he would have – he would coach. have remained the head coach of the Bucks. Yep. So yeah, Xander, if you want to pull some of those, but hey, real real quick. So yeah, I, I love when teams and you're killing someone. And Coach John, we're we're playing Notre Dame. Barrett, you'll love this. We beat the living shit out of this team. Their <laughs> worst beating in the history of the program. We beat them 58 to I think 58-7. I saw, 58. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. We beat them 50, by 51 points. So we're running, we're running reverses. And I think they jumped off sides. This is late in the game. And Jimmy, we're after the game, and press come up to him and they put a mic in front of him. Jimmy goes, they go like this. Well, coach, man, why are you running up the score on Notre Dame? Jimmy goes like this. Well, those son of a bitches can't stop us. That ain't my problem. We're going to run this thing. I, if I could have scored 100 on him, I would have. This what? is on TV. I'm going, damn, wow. we're going to get killed for that, man. Wow. Hey, hey, he was like, hey, listen here, bro. That ain't my problem. You can't stop us. I go, what do you want me to do? Tell my third team guys? Oh, my God, it was so ugly. And I get home. You know, I went to Catholic high school. All my nuns, you beat God's team. I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute here. Wait a minute. He goes, I know you loved it, too. That's Jesus. Christ. I go well. Touchdown! Jesus took a knee, and, and, and oh my God, man, bro! I, I got I, I was on the I was on the you know the tail end of one of those whoopings, them thrashings. Also, we were playing Colorado, and uh, Colorado at the time they ranked the number one team in the country. I mean, they had Canavis McGee, Alfred Williams. I mean, they they had the one of the best defenses. Uh, you know, um, Cordell Stewart was their quarterback. Um, you know, Westbrook was the receiver. What's the running back? The guy who's the Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy was the run. He was damn yeah. good in college. Oh yeah, JJ Flanagan. They had everybody, man. So we're playing them, and they are whooping us so bad. I mean, they was being us so bad. And I was it was it was my it was my freshman year, my freshman they were year. Good man. And I was redshirted, and it was the last game. I think it was like second to the last game of the year. So they start last couple of games. Um, towards the end of the year, they start taking me on trips. So I go, and they were about to give my my red shirt. That's how bad they were beating. They were about to give my red shirt up for the you know second to last game. I'm like, no, nah, that's all right. They were beating us so bad that there was a guy that came on the field, and um he didn't he didn't even have a buffalo on his helmet or a name on his jersey. <laughs> he was and, number 05. <laughs> right, and ran a reverse for like 20 yards, man. I mean, Canavis McGee and Alfred Williams, they were the, their two premier defensive ends. Very good players. They came in, were catching passes as tight ends and on the offensive side of the ball. That's how bad they were beating us, dog. They were killing us, man. So I've been on the backside. Of them. I mean, even worse than that, we played um, – t- a-, a year later, we played Washington. 
when they were the number one team in the country. They had Steve Etman. Yeah. Dana Hall. Man, yeah. all their DBs were like 6'5". I think they, uh, I think that team tied Miami one year for the national championship. Yep, yep, yep. So we're playing them. They were beating us so bad that you said every time they scored, they have a Husky. They would run from the 30 to the 30, like, a, you know, 30 and go around to the 30. Bro, by the third quarter, the Husky's on the side. <laughs> he tried to pull him, and it would not run, man. It was so tired from, from him scoring on us. They would, they would try to pull him, like, come on, let's go. He's like. <laughs> does, does, does it, doesn't Colorado have a Buffalo that they run on the field? Yeah, they do. A real Buffalo. A real Buffalo. My guy a Tony White, Buffalo too. who was at Oklahoma State with Jimmy, goes like this. He goes, you see uh, that Buffalo? No, Dave Wanstead told me the story that Tony Weiss almost got ran over by that thing when he came on the field because that thing comes rolling out there, man. And they got like four students trying to control this thing. And if they thing wanted to just run, they couldn't stop that thing, man. That thing is huge. Did you ever beat huge. Oklahoma? I did beat Oklahoma. I beat Colorado. I never beat Nebraska. Really? You know, I, I tied Colorado. No, I beat. I think I beat them too, but I never beat Nebraska. Hey, never. are you shocked Nebraska's in the shape they're in? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Man, when I was younger, they never lost. Never. They never. I don't ever remember them not having a ten-win season. Exactly. Irvin Fryer, dog. He was the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. The and they didn't even throw to him. He, I mean, that's how good they were. He wasn't even a part of really the offense. He was like a flanker back that they would run reverses with or throw balls down the field to him. He was unbelievable. And he was, and he got drafted as a receiver in the league, bro. It was crazy how good they were. Tommy, he went Tommy to the Patriots first, right? Yeah, he got drafted to the Patriots first pick in the draft. You know first what's funny, Parrot? I can't think of another wide receiver that was a first-round draft choice ever out of Nebraska right? outside of him, <laughs> and he was the first pick in the draft. I mean, right. I, 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 and he was – wasn't he, like, early in his career, before he got to Philly, early in his career, I heard all kinds of crazy stories that, man, he oh, was, man. like, one of them unapproachable dudes that you go in here, hey, expect to get your hands up. If you right. do anything stupid, because he was that one of those guys, He's from all here. of a sudden he finds religion or some shit. Yeah, and was, I think wasn't it like after a situation at home or something like that with his yep. wife or girlfriend that it turned him around because he knew he had to turn his life around? Wasn't it something like that? Absolutely, he he had got down to Miami because he was just doing. He was just say he was right. He'll tell you the story, man. He was going too fast, man. Things were going, you know, just out of control. And here he is down in Miami, and he said he could remember sitting in his car. And he had a loaded gun in his car. And he's at the facility. He's like, man, what am I doing that I have to – I'm getting paid all this money. I'm, 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 I'm playing a game that I love. And I got a gun. I'm sitting with a gun inside my car at the stadium. I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't be worried about this. I should be out there worried about running, you know, running practice or, 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 you know, doing something like that. Here I am, you know, with a gun sitting outside my you know, place that employs me. And, you know, it, it, it was just nonsense. He said he just – from that point on, he said things just started changing. You know, he and his wife, you know, turned turn their relationship around. And, I mean, it was just crazy, you know, the story that he told me, man, that he had to go through and, and everything, man. It was crazy, crazy. How about this, Barrett? How did let, – let, 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 let me throw this – so I, 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 get, I get all this money. I get $300,000 in a signing bonus. I'm making 180 or whatever it was. This is back in 87. Right. So this is pretty good dough back then. I mean, I'm making what Jerome was making. 
Right. And so I get I get this money and it, I've I didn't I never had this kind of money. And but by the way, by the way, I can hear people out there going, dude, you're not going to get a pity party for me when <laughs> you got that kind of money in your pocket and you got that kind of opportunity. But I'll tell you, man, flat out, when I started getting all that and I just I kind of lost myself a little bit. Yep. I started spending too much money. I started hanging with the wrong people. And all of a sudden, Barrett, you want to hear something really awful? My rookie year, as I was in, I tell my aunt this story all the time. I prayed to God that it would go away. Right, right. And I went like this. I, I, I don't, I don't want, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I don't. And I, I kicked myself for not having. How did you handle all that, bro? I, to tell you the truth, man, I, I man, I, I knew. Were you just on a better organization that helped you? Well, I mean, that's 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 I think it's more so the people that I had in that locker room, man. You know, I had people in that locker room like, you know, uh, Guy McIntyre and Riley McKenzie, guys that had some success in their career that I could fall back on. I had, um, you know, really people that would get me focused, you know, a uh, little kicker, man, South African kicker, Gary Anderson. You know, he'd he be say he say, you know, little you know things to me. like, Hey, Brooksy. You're saving that money, aren't you? You know, he just walked by from out of the blue. You know what I'm saying? That's how, you know, God was like instrumental because, you know, just little things like that. Brooksy, you're saving that money, aren't you? Him just saying that during the time that I was thinking, man, I'm about to go do something stupid. I'm like, I'm about to go gamble or something like that. There was somebody that would always pop into my life that would just slow me down. And I can remember what really turned me around is my second, I think it's my second year in the league. It was like halfway through the season. And I went through like five weeks where every Friday, Thursday night was a big night. We used to go out. But every Friday morning, I would leave the spot we were kicking it at and drive straight to the stadium so I wouldn't miss practice. And for five weeks in a row, Ray Rhodes would be knocking on my window telling me, get in there. Get your, get your ass in there and steam that off. Get in there and steam that off. I'm like, man, this is five weeks in a row that the coach has done this, man. Five weeks in a row that he's told me, knocked on my window while I'm in my truck and telling me to come in and steam and and, and get that out of me. So I was like, man, I, I got to slow down, bro. I got to slow down. And so from that point on, man, I, I started changing what I was doing and doing things the right way. You know, even started eating right. You know what I'm saying? Start eating right. Uh, got back and tired of them, you know, making me, uh, you know, sit down and do more film study and. I mean, you know, I had people that were very, very instrumental in helping me slow down and, and, and get my life straight, bro. Because I was, I was, I was, I was doing way too much. I mean, you know, I was with Chris T. Jones, dude. Chris T. Jones, Miami. Yeah. Well, he had Luke come. Luke came up, and and he gave us a private show. He said, "All right, I'll get, bring your boys over to the club. They're going to be performing at, and I'm going to give you guys a private show." I go to this private show, and I saw stuff I shouldn't have saw. Yeah. Incredible. So I'm like, yo, I can't believe this girl did this. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? I, I got I, I gotta slow down. And from that point on, I I slowed everything down, bro. I used I, to see that every weekend. Hey, <laughs> 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 hey, I love Luther Campbell, man. And my first, hey, my first time, man, I go over to the fountain blue. I walk up to one of the floors, man, and it smelled like weed so bad. And it was and these chicks had they were naked right that's what i'm saying i mean right they were just butt naked and you're walking around and i'm like i'm i'm, I'm going like 
And what what are the girls walks by me who was like one of his girls who performed? She goes, "What? You never seen a naked woman before?" And I'm like, "Oh, no. I put my head down." She goes, well, "Don't put your eyes down." I was like, "Damn, I'm just girls just ruining me here." <laughs> Luke's laughing, going like this. You ain't never seen a naked girl before, and I'm like, "Luke, man, this is right." I feel like I was gonna get arrested any moment, <laughs> bro. I mean, I mean, I couldn't believe, man. The private show was like way too much for me to see, bro. I mean, way I, too I, much I, booty, right? Sorry, Mrs. Brooks, it's all good. <laughs> so from that point, I'm telling you, man. I mean, I had to stop after that, man. I had, I had, I had to slow, slow down, man. It's re- really, I mean, really, really. So slow you went down. through it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I went through man, it, dude. He, Barrett, here's just what killed me. At the end, man, I just like, dude. I'm the 56 player taken, this junior, and I go like this. I just, I just, I, I, I didn't show up to practice. What? Yeah. I never I, did that. I never missed practice. I, I didn't show up to practice and they brought me in and they cut me. And Bro. I was like, wow. Yeah. No, dude. Believe me. Hey, Barrett, trust me. This is why I get on Ben Simmons or I get on Wentz. Mm-hmm. Dude, be a pro. Right. Find right. yourself a guy like Barrett Brooks. Find yourself a pro. How did that guy last 12 years? Bro, that's why I say, you know, and, and by the way, I blame me. I don't blame anyone else. I'm accountable for my own actions. I don't, I don't blame know. anybody. Exactly. I blame exactly. me for not not understanding where I was. Because and dude, you know what? Like Jalen Rager, it kills me that he gets a seat and an opportunity. I had one flickering moment where I had to have it. And dude, I was a high draft choice too. Right. And I had a chance. And they took it away. No, excuse me. I took it away from me. And it it just. Maybe that's why I come from the angle all the time. Dude, you don't get any tears from me when you F up like that. You get no tears because I know what it's about. Hey, listen, I want to get you, your, your thoughts from your boy. Bruce Arians was on yesterday, and I want you to hear what he, what he said about his relationship with Tom Brady and you know what kind of relationship that he had with Brady and that if he pushed him upstairs, you know the narrative out there right now, Barrett, is that Tom Brady, if him if he wanted to come back, it was going to be if Bruce Arians wasn't the head coach. And here, here, here's Bruce Arians talking about his relationship with Tom Brady. I think it's pretty telling here a little bit on how that was and how it goes with him. Coach, I'm going to ask you some questions here because I want to stab some things in the heart here because I don't believe some of the shit that's out there on you. <laughs> when it, I, I, I go on Twitter and I go on my show and we reach some mass amount of people and it bugs me when I hear this, that Tom Brady pushed you out of the head coaching position. And by the way, please be Bruce Arians when you hear shit like that. <laughs> Dude, if you know me, no, I'm not pushing yes. you anywhere. <laughs> you know, Tom and I have a great relationship. I mean, you know, as a player coach, it, it was awesome. You know, uh, we we laughed a lot about, you know, he played for Bill for all those years, a defensive-minded head coach. And then, you know, you got to see a different side of a head coach who was an offensive guy. And uh, so, yeah, we. I mean, I, I love what Byron Leftwich did with Tom and the offense. And I got way too much credit. I didn't do anything. But uh, it was a great on-the-field relationship and even better off-the-field relationship. Where where does that stuff come from? Do you believe Bruce when you, when you hear that that it was Brady did not push him upstairs? I um I totally believe it because I know I know Bruce I know BA BA is not gonna sugarcoat anything. He gonna let you know 
um, he's going to let you know exactly what happened, what he was thinking. And he's not going to sugarcoat it, man. And I truly believe that. You know, and I never really thought about that. But, yeah, you're right. He was he was with Bill for so long. And that's a defensive-minded coach. And for the first time, him having an offensive-minded coach, I bet it was new to, it was new to um, Tom. And I bet it was um, eye-opening from that vantage point to have a like mind as far as, you know, team conceptualism is, is, is definitely what I, what I would say he was missing as far as being coached. You know, his relationship with his offensive coordinator um, is usually one that, you know, later on in his career, they were probably on an equal plane, equal level. You know what I'm saying? Like he would call stuff that he wanted to call and, 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 you know, they would work it out where, you know, he had that autonomy to be able to call the plays he wanted to call, but going in with, with a guy like Bruce Arians and understanding relationship that I I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure was a great relationship because BA is a great person to be around. I mean, if you're a productive player, it's even better a relationship you'll have. The better you are, the better relationship you're going to have with Bruce because Bruce understands where his butter is being bred, uh, where his bread is being buttered. He understands that he, he, he gets that. You know, the higher you are on the totem pole as far as, you know, what you rank as far as players in that locker room, the better relationship. I had a great relationship with him, but I know it wasn't as great as uh, he had with Jerome Bettis or Ben Roethlisberger or those guys because they contributed more than I did. And we're talking about the best quarterback to ever play the game and having a relationship with him. He's not going to mess anything like that up. He's not going to try to, you know, he won't he, – he will definitely not come in and try to act like he's the smartest guy in the room when you have the best player to ever play the game. At the quarterback position, I'm 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 gonna I'm, I'm gonna follow that up with with Rich Hornberger, who was a backup center up in New England, and Hornberger said that Bruce would get in the way of Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady all the time, and he would go in and he would you know the narrative out there is is that you know Arians would come in they'd have a game plan that Bruce and him and Brady would put together and get this at the end of the day they'd sit there and go like this well um. Arians is going in there with a red pen and blacking out some of these plays. This is what he said to it. Hey, I, I have to ask this shit because it aggravated me too, coach. I couldn't wait to get you on. I mean, what, do you think, coach, it was your style that maybe the media didn't understand that? To me, I just like I brought you on, coach, when a coach is not on your shit and he's not in your ass – that's when you worry, man. That's when you're out the door in the NFL. And do you think the media doesn't understand that? Oh, I don't think they have a clue, most of them. And, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I had to really laugh at Rich's thing, uh, where he got it from, man. I, that, I don't even have a red pen. But I never, <laughs> I never met with those guys like that. I, I would put in five or six ideas. If Byron put them in, he put them in. And I never took a damn thing out. If anybody took anything out, it would be Tom. Because we always meet on Fridays and Saturdays with the quarterback and say, scratch out every play you don't want. If you don't want it called, take it off. Because uh, we're not going to call a play you don't like just because we like it as coaches. Don't make any sense if the quarterback didn't either like it or understand it. You're wasting your time. And uh, so that's why it's always been for, for me for 20 years as, as uh, working with quarterbacks. They were 23 and 10. And they were five and one in the postseason in two years with a Super Bowl win and an NFC championship. I mean, 
Well, I and, and people are like, well, Arians got in the way. Boy, it sure doesn't sound it there, Barrett. <laughs> I'm, 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 it's, it's basically what I, I I didn't see the interview, but it's basically but you know what him. Just, yeah, but it's basically what I what I just got through saying. Um, why would he want to ruin a relationship and 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 not put himself in the, the best position um, to to be able to talk to a guy, coach a guy, who's the best the positions ever you know played. I mean, he was the best. He's the best quarterback to ever play the position. Period. Period. I mean, it's not even it's not even a, a debate anymore. You know, you can't even debate um, any other quarterback being better. Joe Montana. I mean, I'm talking about whoever, I whatever you want to say. You're right. He's the best that ever did it. So. Bruce is not the guy to go in and try to, you know, you know, you know, have a have a stick measuring contest with. You know, he's he's just not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? He wants to win better than anybody else, but he also understands relationships. And that's why Bruce was so successful everywhere he's been, because he understands, you know, the 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 relationship between a player and a coach. He understands how to manipulate the relationship and and foster a relationship that's, you know, make both parties successful. He'll be successful and the player to be successful. The way he coached Ben is totally different from the way that he probably coached um that he that he coached uh was he tough Tom. on Ben? Yes, he was tough on Ben. Almost I would say almost too tough on Ben because he knew Ben had to grow up a little bit. Ben had a lot of success early in his career. I mean, I mean a lot, but his first year he only loses one game. He Cowers seemed to be pretty tough on him as well. Yeah, but well, he had to because Ben was very immature when he first started out. I mean, look at the success he had. He in yeah. his first year, he he lost one game, and that was the championship game. As a starter, he lost one game as a starter, and that was an AFC championship game. That's the only game he lost. The only game he lost that year. He didn't start, he didn't start the game against Baltimore. He didn't start it. You know, we had um, another quarterback started. He, from that point on, won every game after that, with the exception of the championship game. And uh, it should have been all Pennsylvania Super Bowl because we should have beat them, but they just they cheated better than we did. And, and I give them, I take my hat off to them, you know, that they made it happen. But um, the next year, he had success again. We went and we won a Super Bowl. This is the second year. So can you imagine how that really – how that played off in, in, in his head on who he thought he was, you know what I'm saying? To win a Super Bowl the very next year, talking about some success. His second year, he wins the Super Bowl after only losing one game the year before. So they had to rain down on him a little bit because he started, man, his success that he accomplished so early really put his head in, in, in the clouds, man. He thought he was that guy. He was that guy. And he was that guy. He was that guy. That's the transition from his you know, from being just Ben Roethlisberger going into his third year, that's when he really started to be Big Ben. So you look at Bruce Arians, he's he likes to foster those type of relationships that, all right, you understand that I'm going to give you as much rope as you want. You know what I'm saying? But don't hang yourself. You can have all the rope you want. You he's think those coaches are a dying breed, and that's why guys like Sirianni are now starting to pop up in the NFL where that old-style coach – um, and that that in your face style of coach is no longer the guy. You see these guys like Matt Lafleur. You see Kevin Stefanski. You're seeing guys like Cliff Kingsbury. 
all these kind of guys. Sean McVay doesn't look like an in-your-face kind of guy. Is that is that the new wave of coach today? And it's the new wave of player. Like the old school? No, it's the new wave of player. When okay. we got coach, when we okay. got coach, you know, if a coach said jump, we wouldn't even say how high. We just oh, start really? jumping. Just jump. You know, we just start jumping. Players these days are different than they were back when we played. You know, they they it's a difference now. They want to know why. They're expecting to know why now. You tell them to do something, you got to explain to them why you're making them do it. It's not like it used to be. You know, you were told to do something, you just did it. These new wave players, I think this new wave society, period, you know, this, you know, this new generation, they they want more instant gratification as opposed to just working for it. You know what I'm saying? Because they know what it takes to get to where they need to go already because with, you know, social media and the, the way the communication is being passed along now, you know, they can, they can learn all the techniques. They can learn this and they can learn that without, you know, worrying about being coached. It. They can just pull it off the internet now. So now you have to tell these guys, all right, we need to run more. They'll want to know why, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would have never asked why, but they want to know why. So just a different relationship the kids have today. So when you, you know, coach at a different generation, you have to bring in a different type of coach to coach these guys. They don't, they don't respond well to in your face, um, you know, ass kicking type of coaches. They don't respond well to it. In fact, they're probably going to a shell as opposed to, you know, us, we're going to buckle down, tighten up our belt, and get down to business. They'll go into a shell if you do that to them. Basketball right. players, baseball players, football, that's just what they do now. They're that more sensitive. Like you're taking a shot at Wentz. I don't know. It just <laughs> – Well, it, I mean – I get it. I get it here. Listen, I have got – and you know me. Are you, you, you're going to have to get yourself ready here. According to Pro Football Focus – you know who the worst drafting NFL team has been the last four years? I want to read you some stats. I want to talk about Tyron Matthew. I want to get Barrett's take on this. I'm going to read this list on who you think has been the worst drafting football team the last four years in the NFL. Look at Barrett laughing. Barrett Brooks, Dan Silio, back in three. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. The middle, Barrett Brooks, Dan Cilio. Wait till I give you this here, man. This is, by the way, Tyron Matthew job interview was on a Zoom call. I'll get to that here in a minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, on a Zoom call. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, so I pulled a, I pulled an article here that had the numbers here all put together with um, Pro Football Focus. And I want to read you this here. And this does not go into last year's draft because it's too early to evaluate last year's draft. This is prior to going into last year's draft. So this is the four previous years from last year's draft. And this is what they said. Evaluating NFL draft prospects isn't easy to do, but some teams are certainly better than others. In an attempt to measure all of the 32 teams, we have created a spreadsheet. Pro Football Focus has done this. You need to read more about the process in which the spreadsheet is put together here on success rates, how NFL teams stack up versus one another. For those who just want some of the basics here, here are the numbers. Hit percentage for NFL teams, worst to the best. Well, let's start. Last four years, Saints have the best draft at 38%. Chiefs are second at 28. Ravens, and by the way, Look how low these numbers are, okay, 27%. So I just want you to put in perspective how he has all these draft choices and know this. The Saints over the last four years have a 38% hit rate. That, you're not even 50%. So if you have 10 draft choices, five are going to suck. Right. <laughs> so you're, you're telling me just because we have all these draft choices, that's not going to translate into winning football just by the percentages alone. I mean, you're playing the percentage game in the NFL. You're trying to alleviate mistakes. The Bucks are fifth with 20. Look at the Bucks. The Bucks are at 24% and they're fifth. Okay, so let's go down to the bottom. 
The last four teams, Seahawks, 14% hit rate. Texans, 14% hit rate, 30th. The Cardinals, 8% hit rate. The Eagles are the worst team in the NFL the last four years drafting, according to Pro Football Focus, at 7.46 success rate. <laughs> that's not even one – that's barely one player, dude. Well, Andre Dillard's the only guy from his draft class that's on the team. The only guy. No, 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 I'm sorry, um, Derek Barnett. He's the only guy still and left. Derek Barnett, we all know, only reason he's on the team is because how we drafted him. Right, right. Here's another one for you. Star player percentages for NFL teams, worst to best, guys who ended up going on over the last four years to be a star. The top team, Saints, 21%. Think about that, 21%. Basically, it's an 80% failure rate that you're going to find a star in your draft. Bills are 21%. They're second. Niners are 19%, and they're third on having star rates over the last four years. Let's go down to the end here. The Jags are the worst, 3%. Tied for 30th, Cardinals and Dolphins. And then there they are at 29. Philadelphia Eagles at (laughs) 3.57%. Now, Barrett, make me feel good about Howie drafting again. I. Come on, man. I can't do that. I can't do that. I mean. What's the sense of having all these picks if this guy's going to suck? Well, I said last night in my show, I had a draft show last night that I did. um, And uh, it's it's called On the Clock. And I basically said, at this point, I need. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You got a show and you didn't let me know about it so I could watch it? Oh, no. This is uh, is NBC Sports. It was NBC, local. What, I can't watch it on the website? Oh, you probably could. My fault, Dan. My fault. Yeah, let me know because I want. I, dude, I watched you when you did your Q's game. All right, you were awesome, man. Go ahead, appreciate man. I'm sorry. it, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. I'm gonna support you all the time. That's what I'm talking about, man. So, um, and I looked at it. I need more tangible assets instead of assets. I need people in the locker room as opposed to written down on paper where they're supposed to draft. It's all cute, fine, and dandy, but are we just giving up on this year? Are we just going out there just to prove it year? So that means the team is going to suffer because it's a prove it year for Hertz. You know, it's, it's really starting to irritate me now that we're thinking that, all right, you know, we just have a game plan just in case. That means you're not trying to win right now. Even though, you know, you you don't have a what you would term a, a throwing quarterback, you still need weapons out there, receiver, to try to woo, smooth a, a, a veteran quarterback to come in. Or even help a quarterback next year to, um, you know, with a smooth transition into being a quarterback on this team. They have not enough tangible assets to be successful. They did nothing to get better this year from last year. I think they stayed even. And if you stay even, that means you're getting worse. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. Right now they're even. So to me, that's getting worse, man. Everybody else is doing what they can to try to get better. Even Dallas, who got who lost, you know, what I'm saying half their, you know, two fifths of their offensive, they lost two fifths of their offensive line. They lost two key receivers, um, you know, and with Wilson and Cooper, um, and yet they're still better than the Eagles on paper. They're still better than the Eagles on paper. 
So I mean, oh, by the way, I posted that article on my uh, Twitter page at Dan Cilio Show. You can. This is not me making those numbers up. And by the way, I went back and yesterday I threw this out at people. Do you, you do you know that the Eagles since two thousand, um, they basically have a nineteen percent success rate when it comes to drafting players. I mean, Barry, what? Jesus Christ, man, nineteen percent—that's one point nine players out of ten that you're landing on. So, with, like you said, with all of the and hey, and people are going, Sills, are you dumping it? No, what I'm pointing out is just because you have all these draft choices, this football team needs players, not picks. Right. Okay. I mean, you can have all the picks. Dude, how many years has the Jacksonville Jaguars picked either one, two, or three in it's the still NFL? not get better. In our <laughs> lifetime, Barrett. Barrett, in our lifetime, how many times do you see Jacksonville sitting at the top in the top five right. and right. they're still shit? <laughs> right? I mean, there's still I I I don't know how Philly has won so much and dominated the NFC East. What been to two Super Bowls, won two NFC championships. Well, you know what? I just don't see how I mean it really the they they get so sidetracked. I mean, like I said. Never a hundred um, catch season by a wide out, one four thousand yard passer, and yet all this time they are so desperately trying to get away from the number one thing that makes the Philadelphia Eagles who the Philadelphia Eagles are. They're a smash mouth football team, and they freaking hate that. And it's almost like Barrett. It seems to me that they fight that every year. That identity in Philadelphia. It's almost like the ownership. Jeffrey Lurie hates that it's a tough guy brand of football and he wants this grandiose. And like, instead Mike Vrabel embraces it. He embraces that mentality. The city of Tennessee or excuse me, Nashville, they, they embrace that mentality. And like, you know, like you always say, Barrett, run the ball 200 yards on someone. Sills, what's that like? It's like surrendering. Okay. Throwing for 400 yards. I don't care. I could still win that ball game. You'll make a play. You'll throw it to somebody. I'll maybe in the game and I can make something happen. When you're running the ball like that, time of possession, running people off the field. Dude, you're playing football like this. I got one arm behind my back. I can't, I can't do anything when you're killing me at the point of attack. Yep. But they yep. fight this. They fight it every single year. Why? It's, it's, and, and, and it's the damnest thing I've ever seen because it is. Most of the time, well, nine times out of ten, if you ask a fan in Philly, what do they love most and what teams do they love most, they love those hard-nosed teams like the Buddy Ryan teams. They wanted that smash-mouth defense that was going to just, you know, crush people. They love that attitude type of football, and that's what running the ball is. It's not passing the ball. You have blue-collar workers here in Philadelphia. People that go out there and make their money and 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 you know the 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 good old fashioned way they work for it, and are not given an opportunity to really you know succeed in 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 and really embracing that you know they're not embracing it you know give me an opportunity to go out there and fight every single play that's what I want fight every single play and you can run the rock and do that they just don't like it as an organization as a whole 
they want to throw the ball. They want to be one of those guys that, you know, that, you know, comes out the gate with 400-yard passer. So what? 400-yard passer? If you're not winning, it doesn't matter. You can win the game of football with running the ball if, you, you, if you're balanced and have a defense to help them out. And right now we're not helping the defense enough. Yeah, I love you they don't have the players on that side of the ball. Look what Das says here. It's funny. I'm going to ask you this question. Nothing better than buddy ball. I didn't right. even care when we lost, but we <laughs> beat people up. Let me ask you this, though, Barrett. It's funny you should say that because I just thought that while I was reading that there. You think the Philadelphia fan base, as much as they revere that 17th season, you think the teams that they revere the most are those Buddy Ryan gangrene defenses and those gangrene the way they played the football and the way people looked at Philadelphia, the way people looked at that team? That team was an ass-kicking football team. I think they won the Triple Crown. Um, you know, least amount of points given up. I think they had yep. the least amount of rushing yards, passing yep. yards. I think it was like one of those triple crown defenses. And I think they did it multiple years. They did that. Then they got beat at the fog bowl up in Chicago. But you think they looked at those teams more, those gangrene teams with more reverence than they do that 17 team. Well, maybe the, it's a dumb question. Maybe it trumps it. Yeah. The super bowl, you know, that was that was the the the, the pinnacle of, of of Philadelphia, not just Philadelphia. But I don't hear them talking about that team as much as I hear them talking about the Buddy Ball teams. It's the team itself. When you you hear more Nick Foles, you you get that conversation, but not really the team as a whole. With Buddy Ryan and his way they played, they didn't win anything, but they just whooped people's ass, and that and I and they love that they love to them it it really. They embraced it because it was what Philadelphia was. You know what I'm saying? It was Philadelphia at, at its finest. We're going to go out there, and we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to whoop you. We're going to make you quit. And that's the way that defense played, man. Can you imagine, I mean, Jerome, Reggie, Clyde, uh, you, you name it, man, Eric Allen. Steph, man, and, uh, Andre Steph, Waters. Water. I mean, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? They going to they, – I mean – Eric Allen. That's what you wanted, man. You wanted that hard-nosed, hardcore defense. Buddy Bowl, you know what I'm saying? Bounty Bowl was Buddy Bowl. You know what I'm saying? When he went out there, he put up, he put the uh, what was it the um, the kicker? Was it, I forget what the kicker's name was for put the a, uh, bounty for Dallas? Put a yeah, bounty for, out on for the Cowboys. <laughs> I forget the guy's name, but he put a bounty and it was the Bounty Bowl. Yeah, man. See that you love that, man. You love oh, that. Hey, hey. Man, those games with Cowboys and Eagles, man, they were physical ball games. And those Eagle teams beat people up, man. Yep. Hey, you like, like like some of the people were saying, man, you may have lost games, but, man, you didn't lose the fight. Right, right. <laughs> now, you, whoever they played was going to be on that. Luis Deos, that's yeah. it. Luis Deos, yep. He was because he was on the Eagles the year before. and was Wasn't there a body about. bag game, too? That was against Washington. Yeah, <laughs> that was, a, was it Washington or the Giants? I think it was. I think it was Washington. You know, it would make. Yeah, it was Washington. Dude, you had wait. You so you had names. The the bounty game, the body bag game, dude. See, to me, I don't hear anybody talking like that. Listen, I get it. The chip comes in and you win the Lombardi. I mean, I get it. But you got body bag games. Yes, you can't no. talk like that in the NFL today, man. man come the on, bounty man. game. Bro, they were they were whooping uh they were whooping um uh that bounty bag game. They they their big thing was and, and Seth used to tell me this, you know, their big thing was all right, hey fellas, 
We want to we we want to know who the backup quarterback is. We want to play against the backup quarterback today. And they were going, that was their mindset going into the game. I want to know the name of the backup quarterback. I want to play against him because they knew they were going to knock the starter out of the game. I want to know who the backup quarterback. Imagine that type of mentality that hey, we're trying to see the backup quarterback. Bro, that's that's so ferocious, good. man. You know, it's what I'm so saying? good, man. It's so gangster. <laughs> I, I exactly. just, I just, I just love, and it, it didn't shock me that Philadelphia. Be, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna show you something here, Barrett. It didn't shock me that the Cowboys had the attitude and the persona that they had because Jimmy was there. He did it in Miami, and it didn't shock me that the Eagles had that mentality because Jerome was a part of that product. Reggie was not going to act like that. Nope. Reggie was like this guy. If you ever had a conversation, everybody, how you doing? Everybody, hey, God bless everyone. We love you. I'm going like that dude right there is the greatest defensive lineman, maybe the greatest defensive player. God bless you, man. Everybody, come over here. We'll talk God. And you're, you're, you're that you know that 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 voice you had. You're sitting there going, that guy is a gangster, and he's like a preacher. He really was a preacher, by the way. Oh yes, yes. And 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 he was an ordained minister, and yep. so like. He wasn't going to act like that. Jerome was going to act like that now. And that, that's what that attitude was. Him and Seth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They Clyde. set the tone. Hell, you talk to Seth today. What I tell you, Silio? Shit, with man, I've been telling you that for uh, – okay, <laughs> Hey, I, I got it. I got it. I understand it, man. I get it. Bro, I mean well, – Shit, I've been telling you that for now three months, man. To get it through your head, I'm going, okay. <laughs> I think um, B. Mitch. B. Mitchell. Um, from um, from Washington, Brian they Mitchell. Up, yeah, they beat up. They, they knocked all the quarterbacks out. He had to come in and play quarterback that game, and 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 I think that 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 bounty bowl game. Dude, no, not the bounty bowl so game, but the uh, the body great. bag game. They had to bring in. He had to play quarterback because he played quarterback in college. He was a returner, really, you know, and part time running back. But he had to come in and play quarterback because they had knocked out like three quarterbacks in that game. Three. And Barrett. then I see right there, look, Reggie White, um, I mean, they sacked Dallas's quarterback, Troy Aikman. They sacked Troy Aikman 12 times in one game. Yeah. Can you imagine being an yeah. offensive line and, and you, <laughs> you get your quarterback sacked 12 times? Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's fact. I know that that <laughs> they were like, yeah, we we beat the Cowboys up. Yeah. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make I'm gonna say it, man. I think Eagle fans revere those teams more than that 17 team. The 17 team will always have it over those teams because they won the Super Bowl. But the teams that that city talks about are those Randall Cunningham and Reggie White teams for a reason because there was an attitude and an identity. The Eagles, watch this. Here, here, Tell me if you think they really have an identity. When you're trying to get – let's say you're you're trying to get the kid um, Williams from Alabama and you got another guy on the perimeter over here, Devontae Smith. You got those two type of wide receivers – who are kind of like deep threat guys and aren't going to block in the run game. And yet you have an offensive line. Who's one of the two best units. And you know, what's funny. I said this yesterday to you. So the Colts and the Eagles have the two best old lines. Um, and I would say the Browns, not one of those teams made the postseason last year. What's the point of having that unit when you're not going to be pushing your way into the playoffs? Cause you don't have a quarterback. We all know that that's a conversation we've had for months now. That's why the 49er teams, with their offensive line, they're probably in the top five, too, with their old lines with Trent Williams. Would you agree? Right. Okay. And But right. their quarterback their quarterback <clears throat> makes plays for them. 
and wins ball games for them. That's the difference between what happened in Indy and what happened in Philly. Is that, you know, I mean, Philly makes the playoffs, but they get destroyed in the postseason game by the Buccaneers. They didn't move anything with these offensive lines. It really didn't do any point, even though you were a great running guy. You had a running back in Indianapolis that had 1,800 yards. You were the number one running team in the NFL in Philly, and he got destroyed in the game against the Bucs. I mean, what's the point of having a great old line and then all of a sudden having an identity in the passing game where you've got – Hey, to have deep threats, Barrett, you have to have a quarterback that can throw the ball deep. And <laughs> right. they don't have that right now. So this you know, team here, it doesn't have an identity. That 17 team, you know what it had? Next man up mentality. Didn't matter, right? You, you know that mentality. Quarterback goes down. Who cares? Yep. Yep. Okay, let's go. Offensive linemen go. You guys, you told me that that 17 team were playing musical chairs at the end of the season, moving dudes around so that they can win ball games because guys were injured in that old line. Exactly. Exactly. They had, they had, I mean, the best offensive lineman they had was, was, um, you know, at that time was, uh, Jason Peters and he, he didn't play half the season. He was hurt half the season and guys stepped up like big V, uh, Halapudu Vitae. You know, he played, he played at a great level. He played at a high level. They just, you know, called the defense, I mean, called the offense, um, around you know his shortcomings you know they were a lot of quick passes and you know the mere fact that they didn't have Carson they didn't have Carson now, a lot of people say all right well well um you know I don't know if um I don't know if if, if um they'd have won the Super Bowl if Carson I, I believe they would have won because Carson was playing bananas I mean he was playing lights out that year lights out so you can't tell me they weren't going to be a team that's going to you know win the Super Bowl because he played even better than than Foles did during that time he was playing, it just so happened fate had it, had it that um that you know Carson got hurt and and Nick Foles came in and, and became the you know, the who they rallied behind. He he answered the rallying cry and played phenomenally. You know, what I'm saying played out of his mind. He played lights out. But I truly think if Carson was in there, he'd have won the Super Bowl. Also, they were just it was fate, man. It was fate. Everything fell at the right time in the right place, the stars, the moon lined up, you know, it just, it was just their year, bro. It was just their year. All right. I may be wrong on something you said yesterday, and I'm going to readdress this Brandon Cook's conversation that you brought up yesterday. Cause I went back Barrett later in the day and I looked at the numbers when you were barking at it and I was like, okay, um, maybe I'm wrong here. And I'm, I want to, I want to hit on that also. So Tyron Matthew, he went to obviously that probably there's more. There's there's probably more something inside of his heart that he wants to go home and maybe play in New Orleans because here's a guy here that you know played his ball at LSU. So he went there and he visited Mickey Loomis and those guys, but he did something interesting yesterday and he interviewed uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, on a Zoom call. I want to get your thoughts on those two things. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. We really appreciate it. Hour two's coming up. Keep it right here on the inside.
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And forever, go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour number two, Barrett Brooks, Dan Stilio, the inside. So, Barrett, you and me have been um, nominated for a new football show. The Inside with Barrett Brooks and Dan Cilio, football season. Did you know about this? No. What is that? I don't know. (laughs) 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 Okay. What's this? Yeah, okay, sure. All right. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. I'd rather have somebody want me than not want me. Trust right, me. Right, right, right. Three years have been brutal. <laughs> I, I, I don't care what you call me, just as long as you call me. You yeah, as that. long as you call me. Exactly, man. Right? Right. <laughs> just keep calling. Call the inside. Excuse me, dude. I had this is the first I heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. Oh, man. Oh, everybody everybody, everybody no, makes a mistake, man. Yeah, said man. something to me about the fall. I don't know, man. What the hell? Dude, just. <laughs> Just aim me in a direction. I'm there. I don't know, man. <laughs> Dude. So, like, program directors, like, around with them. Um, here, here, just so you know. Hey, by the way, when you talk to those guys from IP, don't ever bring my name up. You'll never get back in the door. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bro, I heard your name on there um Wednesday. Wednesday. By Angelo? Um no. It was actually um it was actually their the, the the drive. It was um, They want me to do they want me they were I was supposed to go on a, um last week, but they they told me they wanted me to go on like this new PD from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Wants me to go on around the draft time. So I said, I, yeah, I got to jump on there with Angelo. I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I like Richie too. I know yeah, him from yeah. Bay Area. He's good people, you know. Yeah, um, I think Ike was after Jerome, right? Am I right when I say that? I don't think he was there. I played with Ike. Ike was, oh, you Ike, played with Ike. Okay. Yeah, Ike was there. I think Ike got drafted. At, he got drafted like in 98. My last year, I think, was his first year there. No, he was a baller too, though, man. Special teams, yeah. He was a special teams guy. He was a special teams guy. He was he was great at special teams. He didn't play much um regular defense, but he was special teams. He was a baller on special teams, man. Talking yeah. about somebody, he was a captain. Um, almost made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, um, as, as a special teams guy, he was he, bringing he, that. He, he played. He had some length on his career too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went down and he got a real big payday. Went down to um to Atlanta, and uh, he, he actually started to fight and got Trotter kicked out the game. <laughs> <laughs> and when they played, when when Philly played down in Atlanta, when he was on the team, so he he ignited the fight, and then all of a sudden he left, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Came I back like this way. Here, here. So yeah, we you, didn't yeah, make you Tyron you're, Matthew. Oh, your name was, but they were talking about. You said that um, you were talking about. Um, it was something about draft picks or something like that. Your name got brought up, so. But yeah, I'm like, okay, Big Seals is up here. You know, it, it, they were they were. It wasn't a. It wasn't good though. What they were saying, but it of was, course you know, not. <laughs> they, yeah, but you see, Barrett, as long as you say the name and you say it right, Big Seals wins. <laughs> I, I don't really – see, as, this is what I hear. When I hear someone bring my name up, Dan silly. I, I don't really listen after that because it's either going to be good <laughs> or bad. I don't really give a shit. I go, they brought my name up on a 50,000-watt station in Philadelphia. That's a win. <laughs> That's a win for what we're doing. That's because you know why? There's nowhere in that city that speaks the truth like we do. And like I said, I keep bringing it up, and you're like, damn, Sills. You could have bought me with a wooden nickel, man. <laughs> we never had a wide receiver with a hundred catches in one particular year. I mean, you thought maybe they had like three or four. You thought Fryer right. had a couple of them. You're like, nope, nobody even like over ninety. I mean, I thought at least at least Fred Barnett. You know, what I'm saying Arkansas Fred had one, or maybe Calvin, um, Calvin Williams. He didn't. Um, Macklin, uh, Jeremy Macklin. You know, you know, I mean. I I just didn't understand that. I mean, we had never had a hundred reception wide receiver. I mean, we have two Hall of Famers. Yeah, you know what I'm and yeah. still, they didn't catch over a um, hundred receptions. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I and and get this. Somebody said something yesterday about the Alshon Jeffries deal. Xander brought it up. Do you know that Alshon Jeffries still Mike has five point five million dollars of dead money on this year's cap hit to the Alshon Eagles? does. He's last year he had 5.5, Xander says. This year he still has 5.5 left on it. Wow. I didn't know that. So, dude, that was a shit deal. (laughs) Two years, two years, and you ran his ass off the field and out of the locker room because you wanted him out of there and you were you were still gonna eat eleven million dollars of dead money because you couldn't stand the guy. I mean, if how he proves one thing. 
Howie's going to go like this. I'll keep you, you know, even if you suck. But this guy cost him money and he sucked. Those are two death stars for Howie, right? I mean, if you suck and you're expensive, you're going to be out the door. Look, I mean, look at Wentz. This guy ate $35 million of dead money in Carson Wentz, and he hated him because he sucked and he was too expensive. He got him out. Alshon Jeffries, too expensive. He sucked. Got him out of the building. Ate the money on the cap. How he's like, dude, I need the roster spot. You suck. We're going to put that on. And this is one of the reasons these deals here. Look, look, you know what's really hampered the Eagles the last two years here? What's hampered the Eagles is the Carson Wentz and the Alshon Jeffries deal. Think about what you had on the, on the books last year, Barrett. You had a $35 million cap hit with Carson Wentz and a $5.5 million cap hit with Alshon Jeffries with those two players alone. You also had you don't expect You're not going to expect Howie to turn around and spend $20 million on a wideout. D-Jax was on the books also. His, his contract was on the books. Um, there was one other guy that was on so the you books. Got, look at the dudes that you have still on your, on, on your spreadsheet here. Dude, you, you now you see why you're looking at the premium positions. They're not paying for a pass rusher. They're not paying for a receiver. And they're on a rookie contract with a second-round quarterback. And you're not utilizing any of it. I mean, what are you waiting for? So you think you're going to you're going to improve your football team by going into the draft when your success rate has been marginal at best over the last five years. Come on, man. Where are you? It, are, is, is this really about building or is this looking and trying to find that one guy that's a signature dude? Look at what they did with Tyron Matthew. You tell me here, you do a Zoom call with the guy. Now, we posted this. Uh, uh, Barrett, I put it out there April 2nd. Mm-hmm. I tweeted out that the Eagles have a deal on the table for Tyron Matthew. And all of a sudden the rap sheet and Ian Rappaport came out yesterday. So it's not, it's not new news to what you and I and what Jacob are, because I tweeted that out. I know there's a deal on the table for Tyron Matthew. I know Tyron Matthew's people and Tyron Matthew is looking at saints. Um, He's looking at the Eagles. I think there's an extra year he wants Right, okay. right, right. He wants a net, he. I think he wants a three-year deal, and most of these teams are only willing to give. And here it again is the Eagles are talking about potentially two years, but they're hedging two with an option, and Tyron wants three, and so that's the issue right now. So what do you make? They did it on a Zoom. They didn't even fly him in, and they brought him in. My question would be: I just got through playing for Andy Reid. Why'd you fire Andy Reid in Philly? I know the Jags are interested in him. I would go like this. So the Jags are interested in him because he, he, he could play in the South. The Bucks are interested in him. So you fire a Super Bowl coach, winning coach, and Doug Peterson. You, 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 you fired another guy. So my question would be, does the front office get in the way? What, what's your whole take on Tyron Matthew? I think he come in and be productive, man. He could be somebody that can come in and 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 get this reestablish that attitude that Malcolm Jenkins left. You know, when he left the building, it took a lot of of, of veteran leadership out. 
Tyron Matthew can come in and solidify that, especially in the secondary. Um, he's somebody you have the game plan for. He's that much of a talent that he can he can make some things happen. He can not line up where he's supposed to be and still able to get backs, which would disguise the defense. The defense wouldn't be as predictable. Um, you know, would his history and injuries bug you? I mean, everybody gets injured these days, man. So the injury right. history is no longer a, a thing anymore, you know, because these players, you know, they're not as they're not as as, as they're not built like we were back in the day. You know, it was it was a difference between being hurt and being injured and 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 just being sore. You know, sometimes I don't know if they can they can um decipher uh between the two of them. You know what I'm well, saying? Maybe this too though, Barrett. You're making so much money now. You and me played through it because we had to, or they'd find someone else to 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 put in there. But now these guys are making fifteen million dollars a year. I mean, I, I I told somebody that. Listen, if I'm making fifteen million dollars a year, I'm not going to put bad tape out there, right? For somebody to evaluate me to go. Well, he's not the same player. So maybe the money has also changed. It. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. Oh, it definitely has. It definitely has. Money, you know, especially with these now these contracts are starting to um be guaranteed now. You know you're gonna get your money. We had to earn it, man. We had to make sure we played up to expectations or or they could cut us, you know, and, and not have to, you know, suffer anything from from um, you know, these guaranteed contracts. They could just let us go. Now these have these guaranteed contracts, you can do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's 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 like, you know, all right, they're not gonna risk not being, you know, not having you on the team, they gotta pay you. They just would cut you and just and be like, that's it. It's <laughs> way more an eBay account. Vabe says, forget Zoom, Howie. The dude needs an <laughs> eBay account. <laughs> hey, you so there's a deal on the table. Impact, you put him back there. I agree. Listen, I say this to you. You put Tyron Matthew back there at safety, you get a productive edge rusher. Um it's going to have to clearly come in the draft because you're not going to go anywhere and get an edge rusher now. It's over with. You got to find him and you got to hope you hit in the draft here with a guy. Well, they're going to have to hit the draft with like three guys. Oh, yeah, three guys. Agreed. They're going, they're going to watch this. How many starters do you think the Philadelphia Eagles have to hit on? Not, not players, Barrett. How many starters do you think the Eagles have to hit on? And I said, I put these positions out there in the draft, not talking quarterback here. I said the top position now for this football team, you may disagree with this, the top position this team needs, I think they need a wide receiver. Do you agree? Yes. The second is an edge rusher. Yep. I said the third is a linebacker. Yep. I said the fourth is a second tight end. Yep. Now, if they don't get Matthew, would you throw safety in there? If they don't get Matthew, you have to you have to get Matthew in there. I mean, you have to get a safety in there. You know, you 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 almost have to anyways because you know both Harris really didn't blow me away. I thought he was just okay, um, but it's it's not like you know he was he was you know somebody that you know offensive coordinators feared. You know, you didn't have to game plan this kid, but you will have to game plan the Honey Badger when you look at what this team is lacking, it's the same thing. They've needed the same three things the last three years in the draft. The same thing. They needed a wide receiver, an explosive wide receiver. They've needed another rush end, and they've also needed a linebacker. For the last three years, probably need another corner. the same thing. 
Yep, and that's need another corner. I mean, but there's no probably about it. They do need another corner. These are the Would same you bring positions. In Gilmore? Um, on a one-year deal? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Paying fifteen million dollars on a one-year deal, a prove-it deal. See, if you're gonna get, watch this, Barrett. If you're gonna give me a prove-it deal, well, I'm not coming in on a prove-it deal for for like. Eight million dollars. I'm going right. to come in for fifteen million dollars, and right, now we're talking right, right. all guaranteed. You may shake the tree a little bit, Barrett, and something may fall out of it here where a guy goes, "Okay, maybe it's <laughs> one payday." And I would look at it like it was a franchise tag if I was Stefan Gilmore. I'd go like this: "Okay, if I go in there and ball out, Slay's on the other side of me. You got Honey Badger playing safe. Look at how much you can improve your secondary if you did this." Put Honey Badger at safety, and you put Gilmore on the other side of Slay. Hoss, you got yourself a back end now that's pretty formidable, and it probably improves your pass rush and improves everybody up front. Hassan Reddick probably has a damn good year when you have those kind of guys in the secondary. Oh, and you're and not going to have to break the bank. And 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 then you're also you're also in a position now where your 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 defensive coordinator doesn't have to work as hard. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be that much of a, a of a of a of a great play caller because, you know, he has somebody out there that you know that he can trust can cover people. He has people he can trust to cover a number one and number two wide receiver. So you become a better defensive coordinator just from you know adding those type of players. You know, and and Gannon just, I because he didn't have the pass rush, he called a very very soft game. And you can't afford to have play a soft game, especially not in this division. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not going to do anything. This division is too easy to win, you know, if you just become a little bit more aggressive in how you play call play calling in, in, in the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball. It's way too easy to win this division. So you got to be proactive. You got to be more aggressive just by the nature of it's so easy to win the division and get in the playoffs. It's just too easy. So – in, 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 and let me throw this name out, too. There's still a guy out there. And what um, And Jadavian Clowney's still out there. Right, right, right. But, I mean, if everybody hated one so much, who cares what he did to Carson Wentz? <laughs> right. And, and by the way, you might need that attitude on your defense. Well, hold on. Who cares what he did Carson Wentz? I don't even, care. Even if Carson was still on the team, I wouldn't care what Carson was. I wouldn't was care. Done. You know what I'm saying? This guy can rush the passer. Okay. You know, you know, you know what? Here – that's such a great point. I'm gonna show you a, a, a. I'm gonna show you something that happened in the history of sports on a great basketball team with Michael Jordan. Dennis Rodman used to kick the shit out of Scottie Pippen every single time the Pistons played the Bulls. He would beat him up, talk shit to him, elbow him, knock him around. But when the Bulls ended up getting rid of Horace Grant, Jerry Krause is like, that's the kind of attitude we need down on the post. Right. <laughs> best under seven foot rebounder in the history of the league is Dennis Rodman. Yep. And they went out, looked over the dresses and all the stupid shit and said, guys won three or two defensive player of the year awards. I don't care if people in Chicago hated the guy. The guy's going to bring us championships, and he did. He was on those three, 
those three peat teams on the second time around, and he took Grant's position. So yep. to me, dude, nobody gave a shit about what he did to Scottie Pippen, and even Pippen didn't care because he knew that he could bring something to the football team. Now, look, I think Clowney's been a tad overrated, but I really actually think he played pretty decent in Cleveland. I thought on the other side of Miles Garrett, I thought he was pretty productive, dude. I, I he's he's not a twenty million dollar guy, and he's not no. he's not even maybe even a ten million dollar a year guy. Okay, but I pay a seven eight million dollars to bring his ass in on a one year deal because he's got it. I'm not sure that he's ever had a double digit sack season in his entire career. That's a stat that I'm shocked on. I don't think he's ever had double digit sacks, bro. I mean, think of that for a minute. I mean. Barrett, never, and he was like one of the top picks in the NFL. Ever since that Michigan game. Ever since that Outback Bowl, dude, <laughs> when he killed that quarterback. No, that the running back. Like the highlight. And to me, yep. I've always looked at Jadavian Clowney as this. You know, he's like kind of like the, the poster for a movie, man. Really cool-looking poster. Then you go watch the movie, you're like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, eh, you know, he's the movie's not as good as the premiere and all this. Right, so, right, right, right. <laughs> not that good. Would you do you think that they would look at him, get him on a cheap deal, bring him in here? Because you put Clowney, Gilmore. Can you imagine if you added just these three guys to your defense? Clowney, Stefan Gilmore, and Honey Badger, your defense automatically overnight has a different look. And then you go out and get another edge rusher in the draft, and you start getting some other components in there that They'll are gonna be, be younger players. Defense. With those three players to be a top 10 defense. Yeah. Now, can they afford those three guys? Absolutely not. You're thir- but you're 30 under the cap right now. You're 30 under the cap, but you still got to spend probably 15 for your draft picks, wouldn't okay. you say? So you got if, if you can get those guys to sign player-friendly deals, um, you probably could, but it, you one think of those guys have to be a long-term deal. Do you think deal. they're in the place in their careers where they have to do that, or do you think they're still top top – salary guys on the open market because look not clowning that these these three players that we've mentioned they're probably been offered quite a few deals but they haven't taken them because they want to see how the draft shakes out so that it'll give them a better opportunity to know what teams are at a deficiency where their respected positions is that fair you think these guys are all looking at i at, think at the draft or do you think they don't care about the draft i don't think they care about the draft i think they care more about um, them being in place to, to to being at a place that will pay them as much money as they can up front. Oh, so this is about grabbing the bag of money. Yeah, this is all about the money, man. Because I mean, they're getting late. They're getting late in their years, man. Um, a guy like Jadavian Clowney, he understands, man. He doesn't he doesn't have a lot of pass rush moves still in him right now. You know what I'm saying? He has to be very very selective on how he rushes the passer because he knows he gets hurt all the time. So he's gonna be a third down guy. And he wants to get paid accordingly with just being a third down guy. Honey Badger, he's still chasing the bag because you know that's just you know he he also because he had his he has his ring already, right? He, he won one with Kansas City. He has his ring already, so he's just you know he he's chasing the bag now. He he wants to get that money also. Um, you look at uh you know Stephon Gilmore. I think he's he's one of those guys that he's 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 trying to prove. And he's still one of the top corners in the in the in in the league. He reminds me of Darrell Revis in a way that he plays like Revis and he plays the game like Revis. So to me, I do think it's still about winning with him. And when he went to Carolina, 
I, there's no question to me that the Patriots didn't want him in the AFC, so they sent him to Carolina because there were other AFC teams that were interested in him. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want that guy going to, say, Tennessee, landing there or going to someplace like Kansas City, who also needs some quarterback cornerback help. They didn't want him landing in the AFC, so they made sure they traded him. And remember something. What was the big problem? It wasn't playing in New England. It was his contract. Yep. Remember, it was a contract negotiation, and the Patriots don't pay people, or they didn't. Now they do because they have to because they don't have Brady in there any longer. Right. <laughs> petitioning you. And, look, I'm going to go to New England when Tom Brady's there, and maybe I'm not going to take $10 million. I'll take $8 million because Brady's going to get me into the postseason. And down the line, maybe my second contract, Barrett, I'm going to be able to go out and fleece a team and get my bag of money. That's how the agents look at it. Yep. I mean, yep. you go and win a, You go and win yourself a Super Bowl, and you're a major player in that whole thing. Your next contract, wherever it is, you're not looking for. Like you said, I got my Super Bowl. I'm good. My next contract is going to be about my retirement, man. Yep. yep. My last contract, I'm going to save every cent because that's what they tell you. Last year in your league, save your last salary. Save as much as you possibly can because you're going to have to live a lot on that. I think you get like 300 grand or something like a couple months after you retired, some sort of like payout they give you. Am I right? They, they um, it goes on. It, it, it depends on how many, because you're a 10 you year in. guy. I thought yeah. you got, now this was back. So I thought you got, because you're a 10 year guy, you got like a percentage of your last contract. No, it goes by how many credit seasons you have, um, and and it and it's you know it's like it's right around like maybe, um, like four or five thousand dollars per year, and that's your severance pay. You know, so if you I played twelve years, oh, for and, every year you played, you get five grand. Yeah, yeah, something five. It's it's right around five to ten grand, right around there. It's you know it's in between there because I, I when I came out it was. I got a little. You only over. got fifty grand when you left. No, it was, it was right around. No, it was it was right around ninety, ninety, okay. like ninety five, ninety six, ninety six thousand dollars was my severance pay. So whatever it is, you know, divided by uh, divided by twelve is what it is. Uh, back when I got my retired in 07, it was that's what I got. So so around ninety six grand, you know, and you get it, you get it, like maybe six months to a year after you after you retire. How about this, Barrett? Joe Delamalor is a Hall of Famer, played with the Bills. That guy gets $3,000 a month. Come on, man. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. A vested veteran that has a gold jacket and only getting $3,000 a month. His wife has to work so that he – because I I, I text him. I said, you get benefits? He goes, shit, no. We live off my wife's benefits. I was like – Dude, I was under the assumption vested players had lifetime health insurance. Oh no, and he no, went no, no, like this. Man, I got it for five. I go, damn, that's what Barrett said, man. I got it for five, five years. years. And he goes, No, after that, man, I'm living on my wife's. I'm living on my wife's um pension and we're living on her health care benefit on her health care plan. I was like, wait a minute. You have a gold jacket and you don't have lifetime benefits, and you guys are 10-year veteran guys. This is why the NFL is king right now, Barrett, because you know why? Once you're a former player, dude, 
They'll never pay. Barrett, they will never pay anything on those concussion settlements because you know what they're doing? They're waiting for all of us to die. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They're just, they're going to keep the thing in court. No, well, they just – just, By the way, a guy like you, get this, how much – here's how much Barrett would get. Because you're a 10-year guy, Barrett, they'd have to give you a million dollars in the settlement. Yep. You have yep. you would get over a million. Um, like I would like two hundred and fifty grand or two hundred and sixty grand, something like that. You would get over a million dollars. It's funny you say that because I just got I just got an email um from the league talking about that. All right, is it here it is right here. It says the NFL concussion settlement notice for special masters. So that means this is um they um they, they, they say um, the, the, the what it says the judicially appointed special masters in NFL concussion settlement want to update you about the implementation of funds. No, no, no. I'm trying to not give everything out. You know what I'm saying? My information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it said you know, this is from the claim administrators from the NFL concussion settlement, and they're saying that they're going to they're going to reevaluate all those of course um, settlements they're going to reevaluate them and they're thinking about and they're they're going to um some guys that didn't qualify or now will now qualify and um they're, they're going to give us a decision what what they're what they're going to say so when i went through that process they're now going to go back and see you know and and really look at my case because when they looked at me i wasn't i'm, I'm not anywhere near what i've seen guys you know that go and and, and Get this testing. I mean, these guys are hurting, man. They don't like me and you. Like they did, can't they, even did, really. Have... They want you to go to North Carolina. I went to North Carolina. I yep. went to San Diego. I went yep. to all these places, man. And um, it says um, it says um, like me and you, we still have a lot of our cognitive um yep. reactions, and we can yep. talk yep. and yep. fluently. So a lot of these guys can't even do that. You know, oh, like know. They, they they if they go to the mall and they park their car. They don't know where the hell they parked that hey, car at. Barrett, let me tell you a story here. You, you heard of Billy Ray Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 12-year guy. Father was a legendary player, too. I worked with him at the Mighty 1090 in San Diego slash Los Angeles. He's a guy, one of my dearest friends. Bro, he has to carry, like, some sort of beeper device because he calls his wife and says this. He's sitting in a parking lot. He don't know where he is. Right, right. And she'll call. His wife is like a um, a news anchor. Nobody knows where Billy is. Billy Ray is. And you're like, he don't remember. He he barely can speak. And like, man, he's in just. And you know what? It's just devastating to watch your friends just melt in front of you like that, man. I mean, and and Barrett, do you agree? It hits you fast. I mean, really this fast. Shit turns like the next year. You're like. He's not the same guy. Yep, yep. You know, I mean, look at it. it said the claim administ uh, administrator working with the medical advisor of the settlement agreement is finalizing in its reviews of thousands of evaluations and claim files that have begun to inform players of the decisions in individual cases. So that means that they took these cases and they went through them and they put them, you know, they put us all in the same box. And, you know, you got some guys that, are, are, are a lot more have a lot more cognitive delays and then you have people like us who who are you know we know we lost something we know we lost something 
but it's not as much as them. But, you know, you can't compare them like that. Because if you are a guy that, you know, you were, I, I think of myself as being pretty intelligent. And what I've lost, I see a substantial loss in, in, in you know, some of my cognitive, you know, decisions and things of that nature. But it's not, it doesn't show and it's not as prevalent as those guys that weren't at that level. You know, like I got a master's degree, you know what I'm saying? I, um, you know, it should go by, you know, the individuals as far as I agree. who they are instead of it just being everybody in the same box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so completely agree. It, it, it's, it's unfair to categorize us the way they tried to do it. So that's why they're now going through and looking at the decisions and now they're comparing, you know, the person and, and where they really are. As opposed to just lumping everybody together, man. I'll just write, dude, just write some damn checks, dude. Right. That means they got all that, that money. Means stop it. with this categorizing, going back, reevaluating, man. It's just to me, it's just, it's just about making sure that these guys keep this thing in a courtroom here. And I'll, I'll Barrett, do me a favor. Don't ever hire a lawyer to do this. Do it yourself, because you know why? The lawyer will take thirty-three percent. Yep. Of that settlement, and that's what they're going to look for. It's, I get all these letters all the time. Hey, Dan, you know, you're up for like um, almost a half a million dollars in, um, um, in a settlement. And I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, you know, that even that World League year counted because the league owned it. NFL owned that. Right, so right. With an NFL, it's part of the National Football League. And I was like, wow, there's my four years. And they're like, yeah, so you get like 450, 475, something like that. And I was like, okay, great. He goes, yeah, well, if you hire this lawyer, we'll follow. I'm like, I ain't hired nobody. Take 33% of something that's going to come to me that I can do myself. Get the right. hell out of here. That right. ain't happening. Yeah, the NFL, though, I'll tell you, man, they're pretty slick because you know what they do? Folks, you know what they used to do? We used to get Percocets and Percodance. My equipment manager used to put them in my locker. Not a doctor. Giving me prescription medicine. And, and by the way, i do it all again, too. But I used to always say this. How does an equipment manager have have drugs that are sold, like, not over the counter? You have to have a prescription for it. And Barrett, you know those little uh, manila envelopes? Those were, yeah. Big, and they used to put them in your locker all the time. Tylenol 600s, Percocets, the volumes. Yep. How many Percocets do you think you took on a way back call from the game? Bro, we used to call them M&Ms, man. I'd say, hey, hey. I'd be like, hey, bro, I need some M&Ms, man. And he would, he'd take and, and take the yeah. Percocets and and – Put them in that little, the little um, brown um, envelope. I mean, little yeah. bit of brown envelope. He just dumped something in there. He didn't count them. Just dump them in there and give them to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm like, bro, I feel like, I mean, I feel terrible, man. I need some M&Ms, man. Give me some M&Ms. You know there, what I'm saying? Man. 68, 72, 56, right. <laughs> 69. This was the combination to the, to the place where all the pills were. That was the numbers to the offensive line. Right, <laughs> you're going like this. What, what's what, what's what, what, what's Bubba Grimes's number again? Six, okay, six, okay, six zero. All right, hey, I may be wrong, man. What you said, something I'm gonna have to apologize to you because you said something yesterday and I blew it off completely. I'm gonna tell you what that is. He's Barrett Brooks, I'm Dan Cilio, back in three.
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Fairbrook Stan Filio, by the way. Spectacular picture yesterday of you and your daughter. She is gorgeous, and you should be very proud. Yes, I am, man. Yes, very, am. very proud. Do you need the smile on her face and from a father who has a daughter <laughs> also? I say that with respect because, as I tell everybody, anytime I talk about another player's daughter, I always have to ask for permission. I told you, I asked Michael Carter when I got his daughter on. She won the gold medal, okay, Michelle won the gold medal in Rio. I go, hey, Mike, you know, you know, I love you, man. I have great respect. Do you mind if I call your daughter and have her on my show? And he's like, Sills, it's so great, man. I go, well, somebody called my daughter next player. I might be in his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I know these wolves, man. And, you know, I'm like this. I don't see my, my, I go like this. My daughter goes, dad, there's an athlete. I go, no, 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 no. I want you to marry a bookworm. I want you to marry somebody that works in a library or, hey, hey, by the way, if you want to be gay, that's great. I'm all for it. I, I don't care. Okay. But no athlete, dude. I, I just not happening. And she's like, dad, but this guy's on the right. I go, Danielle, I go, do you understand boys that age don't care about anything and don't see anything. They're so blinded. Right, it's right. Like, okay, Dad. So I shouldn't have a boyfriend. I go right, and I here's 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 my rule to my daughter, Barrett. Always find a guy who loves you more than you love him. 
you'll never get your heart broken. Right, 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 right. You'll never get your heart broken. So I'm very proud of my daughter's accomplishments. And I saw that picture and I was smiling year to year, man. I could see you two guys just having a great time. Was yeah, your we birthday went, yesterday, yes? Yeah, man. It was a birthday, man. She turned 30, bro. 30. Wow. It made you feel old, didn't it? Oh, oh, man. I mean, it's crazy, bro. Crazy. But hey, man, you know, I can't I can't be mad. I mean, I've, I've, I've they live they live the life. Um, and I, I raised some pretty, pretty good kids, bro. So can you I'm, believe I'm what we've done? Uh, right. Exactly. I, my daughter, my daughter's an honor society. Like, I'm like, what the? F- are you kidding? I looked at grades as a means to an end. <laughs> right. Dude, it wasn't anything on my radar. Breaking Eagle sign wide receiver Devon Allen. Devon Allen. Who? Who? Yeah, right, right, exactly. Oh. Let me see who this is. Oh my God, you gotta excuse me. Barrett, I was gonna apologize on Brandon Cooks. <laughs> what was that? They just had a big well, because you know what? I looked at the fact that of his eight years in the league, six of them had thousand yard seasons. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I want that guy too, but th- they have the greatness of is it Devon? Please tell me that's like a that that that's like an extended April Fool's joke, right? I, mean, that's, I don't know. Sander confirmed that. Fape, I'm so. calling you a liar. He no, hasn't played since so. 2016. <laughs> Hold on. Eagle signed wide receiver Devin Allen. Allen is a two-time Olympian and former Oregon wide receiver who is giving the NFL a shot as a 27-year-old. <laughs> uh, well, you know, they did have workouts today. Eagles had open roster workouts uh, for, for local kids around the area. So and, this uh, is like a um, – this is like the guy from Invincible. Yeah, 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 yeah. A Vince Papali deal. Yeah, it is. It says the Eagles have signed wide receiver Devin Allen, a 27-year-old who was a time pass – Advanced by to pursue a professional football career to become an Olympic star, a three-time national champion in the 110-meter hurdles, and a two-time Olympian. Allen worked out for NFL scouts at Oregon Pro Day recently and impressed the Eagles enough to merit a visit on Thursday to the NovaCare Complex as the team later announced a contract. Wow. Hey, hey, Speedster. Barrett, Barrett, I know you worked with a guy with no names. I got nothing for you. (laughs) Hey, Barrett. Wow. He's wow. a duck. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. I'll have to ask. Um, oh, 16? I don't know if he was there. I'll have to ask Mario about him. Well, it says uh, Allen. Leaving no stone unturned. I right, hope right. that's a goof. <laughs> Do you know this guy, Dave? Um, Spadero? Let me see. Hold on. Let me, let me look this up. You there. don't. The Eagles have signed a former Oregon wide receiver. Put it back up again. Yeah, see. put it, it back up, up. I got to read this shit. Says leaving no stone unturned. He's one of the world's fastest men. Great. I'm sure that translates into being a ball player. My story on taking a shot at. <sighs> I know Dave, too. Dave Spadero. Spuds is a good dude, man, but he works for the Eagles. So, of course, he's going to run this as a positive, uh, a positive thing. Um, can he catch? I don't know. And he hasn't played since 2016. Uh, is that taking a shot or is that just, you know, saying, <laughs> what do you think? What is, that? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, Dude, I don't know. What it's cheap shit again. 
Oh my God. I thought I was going to get two hours through where I wasn't going to dog this team. <laughs> Do you know that I did everything in my power? Someone even brought it up. Hang on. Someone even brought it up. Cilio is bringing the same shit. Yes, because I wanted it to be positive. I don't want to end the Friday going. Johnny, nobody. $19.95 and a tank of gas. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. I'll take a food card. <laughs> I'll take a food card. ABT tomorrow, yeah. This is too much for me, man. Wait a minute. Does this the shit that goes on all the time? Yes. Educate me. Educate me. Is this the clown shit and the clown show that goes on every offseason? Yes. How yes. did you how did you Bro, how'd you win that 17 Super Bowl? How that's what I'm saying. The cards just just fell, you know, fell out. You know, we had we had, you know, a 10 and an ace. You know, we scored 21. Blackjack, bro. We 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 won, man. The cards fell the right way. That may us. be the luckiest Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowl era games. Well, how but, many times have you heard hey, me say that though? Back, but they beat the Patriots up. So I don't know, man. I mean, oh no, they, 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 they beat teams. That, you know what? What yeah. they had, Barrett, they had two, they had the best combination in the history of the Super Bowl era with D-line and O-line since those Steeler teams. Mm-hmm. Back when they won four and six, those units were the best as a combo, right? The D line and O lines. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. They um, they've always had success because they 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 make sure that the the interior, that the trenches are definitely taken care of. And when you take care of that, you know you can afford. Maybe they maybe they they put too many of their assets into the offensive line and defensive line, and not enough everywhere else. Bear, wait a minute. Really. I got I got a call. Wait a minute. Yeah, Jalen. <laughs> we we got a guy to help you out become an NFL quarterback. Yeah, you're gonna really love this guy. No, it's not Brandon Cooks. <laughs> no, we couldn't. No, no, no we're, I know, I know, I know you want someone Julio. No, we're you know, we're kind of, we're we've talked to Julio. What's the guy's name again, Barrett? Hold on, hold, hold hey, Jalen, hang on. What's the guy's name? I think Devin something. Um, Devin. Devin or Devin or Devin Air Allen. He's a track guy. Yeah, he ran against Hussein Bolt back in the day. Yeah, you know, he's an Oregon duck. Well, they, you know, they, they have a great track team now. Oregon has a great track team now. Great. 2016. Hey, Jalen, we're here wow. to help you become the player that you're going to become. Not. Mm. Come on, man! I can't go. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Oh, we need a de- we need a de- defensive tackle from the WWE. <laughs> you really want me? You really want me to break down drafts? Uh, what kind of draft party are we gonna have when you're signing, dude? This is Jesus criminy. And you know what? I I feel for you, Barrett, because you got to be somewhat of a cheerleader. Bro, it's tough, man. This is tough. This is tough, you know. And and Dave, how many times you say "Go Eagles," man? <laughs> you don't. No, you, you know you got to. Hey, G. That, that's you have to say it like that, bro. You have to go out there like that, bro. You don't say "Go Eagles." E A G. It's it's tough. It's tough. 
Now, what if this kid see and the and the don't don't most, do it. The most damning thing is this kid goes out there and catches a bomb during preseason. Then you know, you know, they'll look like the smartest guys in the room. And that'll be the only catch he has all year. And they'll keep him on a roster just because of that one catch. That's what's gonna happen. And he's that's cheap. A, that's another reason why they're gonna keep him. You know, here we have a veteran guy, because he's gonna be looked at like a veteran, a veteran guy who hadn't played any football since 2016, man. 2016. Six years ago. Wow. Hey. You know, all right, you know, we go. We go Why don't you we, sign Kaepernick? That's what I was just about to say, though. Why don't we just go out and sign Cap? Cap's only four or five years removed from. Um, right. Watch this. Trade Minshew. Um, <laughs> get a, get a um, I don't know, third or fourth. I know the Colts wanted him. You know, well, you I know mean, what? I'm going to tell you this. He and backup officer tackle, um, whatever his name is. Isaac? No, no, backup officer tackle. Um, first round, Aaron uh, Dillard, Andre Dillard. Minshew and Andre Dillard are going to be huge in the draft this year. Huh. They're going to be they're going to be huge draft um, trade pieces in this draft. Huge, huge, huge. Because I'm telling you right now, Andre Mark Dillard, that, Xander, I like that. That's Andre Dillard is 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 now a pretty good offensive tackle, bro. He started out weak. He's still only a one-sided player. He can just play left tackle, and that's probably his. You know, the, the worst thing that you know you can be in this organization is be a one-sided one, um, one-sided one position guy on that offensive line because everybody Trust else me, plays I everything. Know. Trust me, not the thing you want to have. But Barrett, you think they'd let loose of him? Yes, for for assets, he will, he will, he will, uh, he will definitely be. Um, a, a huge trade piece. People want him. He had great tape. He played well when um when 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 called upon this last year. I mean, played very well. You know what I mean? He 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 showed me something, man. So he got a lot better. He got what would you stronger. get for him? He was a first rounder. So I mean, he's going to garner you know a pretty hefty price tag. You know, you think a two or three? Uh, yeah, right. Well, about a three, three or four. Almost guaranteed. He's gonna. He's he's gonna. He's gonna garner some attention, man. He's he's that good right now. He could would be you, a starting left tackle in the league right now. Would you Would you think that if you called up the Texans and said, "I'll tell you what, I'll give you Dillard for Cooks," that they would, would be, go for something like that because they want a second. They want a second rounder for him instead of giving up a draft pick. Why don't you just trade a player right, to the Texans right. to bring that guy in? Right. And then you have yourself a legitimate wide receiver at the position. Here's a guy who's – and by the way, to your point, you were dead on with him. He's 28. We're not right. talking about a guy in his 30s. He's 28 years old, Brandon Cooks. Six of his eight seasons, he's had 1,000 yards. I mean, this guy's had some pretty shitty quarterbacks, but he's also had Sean Watson throwing him the ball. I'm surprised that he's not a Brown because that was one of his go-to guys besides having DeAndre Hopkins there. Yep. He was I didn't realize he was the other guy on the other side of Hopkins when DeAndre Hopkins was in um was in Houston. So I mean he knows what it's like to be in a huddle with a big-time premier wide receiver and he knows how to prep for games. He played with a big-time quarterback and Deshaun Watson. I mean to me, if I'm Howie Roseman, 
Well, I don't know why he is refusing to look at this. Like, like I said, you know that deal with the Saints? It just does, it boggles my mind that the picks were more important to him than instead of saying, hey, how about Latimer? How, how about um, Cam in the defensive line? We need yep. a pass rusher. How, how's everything working out with Michael Thomas? Maybe they did. I don't know. But to me, as we started the show out, Barrett, this, this team doesn't need picks. They need dudes. Yes, yes. And, and, and I mean, look at a team like, you know, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, they need offensive linemen in the worst way. They got, four, they got four in the offseason so far, and they'll probably draft a guy in the upcoming draft to get yep. a fifth new dude. They got Lyle Collins, and I, I believe that Dillard is better than Lyle Collins, man. Oh, wow. Then yeah. he's going to get – he'll garner then. If you think he's better than Collins – Yep. Okay, well, then guess what, Barrett? You're talking he's a better pass three, blocker. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a better pass blocker than Lyle Collins, guaranteed, because he plays left too. You know what I'm saying? He's a really, really good left tackle. So mark my words, man. That's that's my um that's my big stick for um for the, the draft. draft. That you know, Minshew and Dillard will be valued pieces in this draft. Who would you bring in to back up Jalen? You're gonna need a backup for him. Mm. Would you draft? Oh. Is this where they draft the backup? Matt Corral. <laughs> so this Matt is what, wait, so they're gonna that's funny you say that then. Okay. Well, if they're going they're gonna get another guy on a rookie contract in the third round, so they'll have two of their quarterbacks on two rookie deals. That's pretty smart because Minshew makes more money right now than Jalen does. He yep. makes two point five million dollars. And and just so you all know, I always start with the money. Because the money is the one thing that always dictates whether you're going to be on the roster or not. Yep. Not, I mean, not what you do on the field. Thing. Not what you do on the field is how much you make. That's right. Mitchu is sitting on the sidelines making $2.5 million this coming season. And Chandler's going to make between $1.2 and $1.5 million. I mean, you know how he's going to look at this and go, let's get closer to what you're saying. Let's get closer to the draft. Someone's going to need a premier backup guy. I'll tell you what, Minshew to Chicago? Yep. You put Minshew in Chicago to back up Justin Fields or Minshew to the Jets because of that relationship that they, I think Flacco's up there, but Flacco's got no gas left in the tank. If you're the <laughs> Jets, you want that dude off your team because of the money that he makes. So, like, a young quarterback. How about this? I think Minshew wouldn't go back to Jacksonville with Doug. I doubt he would do something like that. Gardner Mitchell too, like uh, the Chargers. You need yep. you need a having a quality backup quarterback is essential in today's NFL. And this is where I think Howie, like you said, Howie drafts a quarterback in the latter rounds. Maybe the kid from Cincinnati, you get him in around three or four, and there's your backup quarterback. Bro, it, it makes a lot of sense, man. It does. I I, I really see. I really see them. You're saying Dillard and you. Yeah. Dillard and you. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Both both guys are are, are basically at this point probably their, their their best their best assets as far as trade bait. Even if they want to move up in the in the, in the um in in the first, if they want to go get a player in the first, earlier in the first, you know, package him with their first round pick, one of those guys with a first round pick. To get up farther in the draft, to maybe go out and get a Thibodeau, you know, draft the Thibodeau or 
or you know, or 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 you know, one of the you know premier like Derek Stingley or something like that. The kid from Purdue too. Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, defensive end. Uh, I Carl Affist. Yeah, Kalafis. Yeah, Kalafis. George Kalafis. Yeah. And I, and I think he he'll be there. He'll drop to them if they want to pick him up. He would drop to him. But what if they wanted somebody like Davis? You know what I'm saying? You know the big tackle from Georgia, or maybe they want to go down and get um maybe the linebacker um from from Utah. You know, Devin Lloyd. Yep. So I mean, that's it's. I see him. You know. Oh, I would say uh, Xander said that uh, McMullen says that, McMullen says the Eagles don't like Koloftis. And, and and then they give me Devon Allen. Okay. <laughs> okay. But they wait, they like Devon Allen, but they Brother. don't like the guy from Purdue who destroyed Ohio State. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. You that, can't that's, tell me that's, on that shit anymore, dog. That's a, that's a, that's a show in itself, right? Dog, totally. Don't talk to me like that. Hey, don't talk to me like that. Hey, I don't like the guy who could potentially be a top 10 draft choice, but I love the kid who hasn't played in six years, and I'm going to sign him to a contract. Okay, yeah. Right. right. Come right. on, man. I'd rather – what dude, why not what, – what, what's wrong with Julio? Too expensive and no gas? I don't know. Oh, well, he'll have gas for this team. <laughs> <laughs> Still- I, I, I'm sorry I've poisoned them, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I've poisoned you, dog. I mean, man, see, Julio, this man. is how I would play Julio. I wouldn't play him seven games. I play Julio, Julio Jones, thirteen ball games. I have to get his. I have to get his um, his, his ankles healthy. I want to keep his hamstrings healthy. He's had issues with them the last couple of years. I'm not going to play him seventeen. 17 ball games. He's starting to get up there. He's got a lot of miles on him, but I'd still think that if you have a decent signal caller with him, I still think you could get around 900 yards out of him. And like you said, 900 yards, that's your number one wide receiver in Philadelphia right now. If you get a 900 yard season out of Julio Jones and you get another 900 yard season out of um, Devontae Smith, shit, I'll tell you this the way they play ball. If you get 900 yards out of Devontae, you get 900 yards out of another wide receiver and your tight end could give you 800 yards, you might win 11 ball games. <laughs> you might have a you might have a, 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 a 35, 32, 35-yard um, passer also. Yeah. Almost a 4,000-yard passer then. With the running game, that's going to average about 168 yards a game. And you may, and, and Barrett, you may drop a little bit in your yards per game when it comes to putting up the numbers, but your yards per carry will probably increase, right? Don't you think if you had another wide receiver on the other side of Devontae Smith? To me, Barrett, it's not about having the most rushing yards in a game. To me, it's about the yards per carry. If I'm starting to carry the ball at four or five, and I'm being able to use that with play action, that's where that's where Jalen Hurts is going to become a 3,500 yard passer. If he doesn't, to me, I don't care about the volume. I care what you're doing with your running game. So right, right, right. Devon I don't Allen. Know, man. <laughs> the only thing he catches is batons. He doesn't catch <laughs> footballs. This guy catches. He's caught more batons in the last six years than he's caught footballs. Four by one. Yeah, hey, right here, man. Hey, you got out of the gate too soon. 
Oh man, breaking news, huh? Breaking Break- news. Oh no, enormous breaking news. Eagles have signed a guy who hasn't played ball since Donovan McNabb. I don't know. I now, mean, you know what? And I, I, I'm, 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 I'm so glad, man, because I'm like, who? I'm like, what, I love what? that. I'm like, what? Any, I'm like, hey, <laughs> you know, I never heard of the guy him. who broke the story was Xander goes, he knows who he is. And I'm I know Spuds. Yeah, I know Spuds, but. Um, because I call him Spuds, you know, we call him Spadero Spuds. You know, when you said Dave, I'm like Dave. Oh, oh, Spud. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I I I like to go in and I research a lot of people. You know, what I'm saying so. I'm like, how come I've never heard of Devon Allen? I'm like Devon Allen, Devon Allen. I'm like, how do I not know who this guy is? Oh, because he's been running track. That's why I don't know who he is, Devon Allen. I'm like. Devon Allen. Hey, here's breaking news. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles have just signed Tom Smith from the bobsled team from the Winter Olympics as a new fullback. Oh, wait, they don't have one. Who cares? We'll find a spot for him. Eagles sign Hussein Bolt. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm all right with that. I'd like to see that, actually. If they, Put that guy in a straight line. Right. I bet you – hey, I bet put you – Put him a tight Hussein, end. I, yeah, he, right. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Right. I bet you – hey. I'll bet you today you could take him off his couch and he could run a 4-2. No question. No question. No question. Hey, Devon Allen. Hey, we leave you with breaking news. Unreal. (laughs) Unfreaking real. Dude. On that note, um, have a great holiday. I mean, mean, have a great weekend. You know, holiday. Was no holiday. We're we're celebrating um, Devon Allen. Oh, Devon (laughs) Allen weekend. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm gonna run to my freezer and grab a Corona. Uh, well, you know, you know, your boy is toasting it up. Look, your boy is toasting it up right now. You know, you know, at this point, Hurst could not be more happier that he has a track guy out there now. I'd rather have To at 48. <laughs> Why not sign him? And he's in a new touch football league, right? Right, right, right. T.O., man, he looked like he can still play, too, man. Breaking news, next segment on Jake and Media with me and McMullen. Great. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Devon Allen. Hey, I'm tuning in for that. I'm sure it'll be unreal breaking down of a guy who hasn't played in six years. Let me know. I can't wait to watch that. Brother, right. have a great weekend. Love you, man. Your family is spectacular. I love those pictures, man. Everyone else, catch me later on the afternoon show, 4 to 6. We'll be breaking down Devon or Devin or whomever, Allen, later on this afternoon. Have a great weekend till Monday. <laughs> we'll see you on the flip side. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came